Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Let's go! Let's go! Network. Today we've got the installment of the Mike and Shea Show as we'll break down the game against Alabama and talk about kind of what went wrong and we'd love to get Mike, SB and Shea Hodge's expertise. They've been around the block a time or two and, and understand what it is uh, to play college football and play on the professional level. So we'll get their thoughts as well. Excited to uh, to bring you this edition today. Today's uh, podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events. First to market odds and lines. Bet online where the game starts. Head on over to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device and join and make your very first sports bet. Use the promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We'll get to Mike and Shay here in just a moment. Wanted to give you a couple of updates. We understand, uh, obviously, that there's been a lot of conversation about Lane Kiffin in Auburn. Uh, we talk a little bit about it with Mike and Shay. We encourage you to log on to Rebs247.com, Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports, uh, David Johnson and the entire crew there. Uh, a couple of updates on what's going on with Lane Kiffin and uh, the open Auburn position. Uh, so definitely something to uh, to keep your eye to the ground with as Ole Miss is very happy with what Lane Kiffin has brought to this program. And uh, you would hope that Lane Kiffin stays intact with two more games to go and an opportunity to win 10 games. Also excited about the Ole Miss basketball season. We'll get you more basketball content as the season progresses. Right now, the Rebels are undefeated. Had a big win over Chattanooga just the other night. And I look forward to visiting with Coach Kermit Davis very, very soon about this team. A couple of non-conference games coming up. A big game on the road against Memphis. And we'll break down the schedule either later on this week or early next week. But as football cranks up, you've got Arkansas coming up. And the Rebels are getting ready to uh, the, the final two games upcoming here in the 2022 season, uh, obviously finishing up on Thanksgiving against Mississippi State and an opportunity to win 10 games. They should be favored in both those games. They're favored at Arkansas, uh, two-and-a-half-point spread, and you expect the Rebels will be favored at home as we'll see what that spread is coming out later on. That spread's always brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts the rebels and the arkansas razorbacks will get ready to tangle in fayetteville the numbers aren't great in Ole miss's favor uh two and 12 i'm sorry two and 10 in fayetteville the last time Ole miss won 
in Fayetteville was 2007. That was Houston Nutt's uh, return as the head coach of Ole Miss. Rebels haven't won since then in Fayetteville. Now, they have beaten Arkansas on the road. Uh, those games, of course, were in Little Rock. The, before that, it was 2000 when Ole Miss won in Fayetteville. Other than that, it's been pretty much all hogs. But the Rebels have a lot of talent. Uh, hopefully you get Zach Evans back. Uh, there was a report out by Chuck Roundsville, the Ole Miss spirit, uh, that, that he would return. So that's good news for Ole Miss that Zach Evans can return. You're hoping to get Troy Brown fully healthy. Uh, Cedric Johnson played well against Alabama. We'll talk about him a little bit with Mike and Shea. And so the, a good opportunity for Ole Miss to kind of kind of get back on the winning track and then finish this thing out, finish this season out with a bang. We appreciate you being part of the podcast here. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate all those uh, positive comments. And thanks very much for, for logging on to Twitter and, uh, and letting us know what you think. Uh, we're at Brad Logan COTE, and uh, that's kind of where the, the hub for all the, the content is from both Inside the Rebels, WJTV, and right here on the Believe and Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. A reminder, too. This, uh, this podcast is available via video on YouTube. We're tweaking some things left and right, but be sure and search Believe It Ole Miss on YouTube. Also search that, search that Believe Network, and uh, you will be able to watch Shay, Mike, and I talk about the previous games and the games to come and kind of their memories about playing for the Ole Miss Rebels. Without further ado, here is Mike Espy, Shay Hodge, former Ole Miss greats right here on the Mike and Shay Show, a part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast part of the Believe Network. is brought to you in part by BetOnline. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com. Join our team. Become a member today. Third and six. Wide open down the far side. Shay Hodge will go the distance. Touchdown Ole Miss. There are no flags. 85 huge yards. Manning from the shotgun. Right over the middle, has it complete at the 10, at the 5, touchdown Mike Esby.
Hello everyone, Brad Logan here along with Mike Espy and Shay Hodge on the what I like to call the Mike and Shay Show. And we're excited to come to you today after the Rebels fall to Alabama. Hard-fought game, and we'll get into some of the game here in just a moment. But the Rebels uh, have a big task at hand. They'll have, we think, K.J. Jefferson's going to play, the quarterback out of Sardis, Mississippi. And uh, they'll get all they want from Arkansas. They're fighting for a bowl eligibility in Fayetteville. Don't have to tell everybody on the call here today. Ole Miss is 2-10 and 10 against Arkansas in Fayetteville. So the numbers aren't great uh, when it comes to Fayetteville, but this is a new team. And not everybody has had Lane Kiffin as its coach. So uh, we'll talk about uh, Alabama here in just a moment. I want to tell you about our sponsor today, Bet Online. Bet Online with the game starts. Use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first sports bet. Just go online right now to betonline.ag and make that sports bet today and use that code BELIEVE and tell them that you heard about it on the Believe in Omis podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Mike, Shay, how are you, gentlemen? I uh, appreciate you coming on today. Doing well, brother. Glad to be here. Doing well also, man. Thank you for having me. We talked a lot about last week about the times that you guys had a chance to play against Alabama, some of the memorable moments that you had. And, Shay, Ole Miss came up just a little bit short uh, this past Saturday. Right, right, man. Um, <clears throat> Overall, I'm happy for them. You know, when I happy for them, I'm not into moral victories, but I'm happy the fault that they put up, you know, um, playing them tough, getting ahead early. Um, and, and pretty much controlling the whole game for the most part, you know, um, having those turnovers at timely at timely times, you know, still are it's still like the story of our um season so far. Uh Mike, kind of the same question to you. It was uh it was a hard fought game. It was one that had a little bit of everything. And first off, listen, the fans, they brought it, right? Uh that energy and that atmosphere was electric. Um, you know, just sitting in the stands, being able to be a part of it. You know, I'm not typically a guy who goes like, oh, on third down, right? But I was sitting around looking to the people on my left and my right, and I was just as in it as they were. But it was a hard-fought game. Um, but, you know, if you just kind of watch the presser from Lane Kiffin post-game, I can appreciate his perspective on it, especially being fresh off of a loss. You know, I, I know uh, Shay can attest it is. Sometimes we might text after a game, and if they lost, like he's not really trying to trying to really, really talk. You know what I'm saying? Or in high spirits post-game. because, But that's how you're supposed to feel. If you're a winner, that's how you're supposed to feel. They're supposed to win that game. I don't, I don't care how you cut it left or right. Ole Miss was supposed to win that game. They had the ball driving down the field as the clock was ticking down. They were supposed to win that game. Now, we can sit here and, and talk about the referees. Like, that to me, that was a real point, right? The referees, it was critical calls that if went the other way, we could be sit here, sitting here talking a different tune. Uh, but at the end of the day, Ole Miss had the ball about to score, and they didn't do it, <clears throat> right? I think that's, that's what I was left with most of anything because they had the opportunity. And it's like, you know, these games count. Right. A lot was at stake. What are you going to do in the big moments or is the moment too big? I don't know. Let me let me let me chime yeah. in real quick, Brad. Um, let me let me give a little tidbit. Like where I see both of those games, like LSU and Alabama, the two games who's lost. If you really break the game down, it's something I feel like I do pretty well is breaking the game down. Think about it, we was up 17 to three against LSU, I think, with the ball and turned it over. Or if we didn't have the ball, if I don't remember right, if we didn't have the ball, it was on that pass where two people was there could have intercepted. 
if we can go in up 17 to three at halftime, or if we had about <clears throat> 24 to three, that's a whole different game. Same thing LSU, I mean, Alabama game. We yeah. was up 17 to seven. Seven, yeah. With yeah. the ball. Mm -hmm. And we had to fumble before half, like two minutes to go. We turn it over. They score. It's 17 10 now to go into halftime. No, no, 17 to 14 going to halftime instead of 24 to seven, or let's say uh, it, it, it or was, 20 to seven. It's a 10 that's point a whole swing. Game. It was a 10 point swing. At Every least, time yeah. when we've lost both of those games, that's what keeps happening to us. Happening to us, and I feel like that's the key factor that I'm, I think Lane Kiffin is looking at to try to correct. Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, momentum was a killer in both those games. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin has talked about it in the press conferences. This team always starts out fast, and yeah. he was asked about what happened in the second half. He said a lot of it's dictated as to what the score is. A lot of it's dictated as a lot of it's not scripted. The defenses have kind of figured out a couple of things. For this Ole Miss team, though, they had the ball. Uh, the clock was ticking down, and Lane, Lane even intimated in the press conference he didn't want to score too fast. You know, he felt like this team was going to score. A couple of things going into that final drive, and I think it's important to talk about. Quinchon Judkins was tapping his helmet. He, he was tired, and he was ready to come out. And I think that's, that, that changed the dynamic of that drive. Number one, uh, they ran a couple of quarterback draws with Jackson Dart because I guess he does not feel that uh, Ulysses Bentley is ready for game action yet. You know, we, we saw him a couple of plays, but we have not seen him be the featured running back. And then number two, that's when you got to step up at wide receiver. That's when you got to make a play. And, and Ole Miss just, just kind of got bogged down there and, and lost the game there at the end. I mean, listen, if you look at it and you really break all of that down, ultimately the key in that is Evans, right? Because if, again, if, um, again it's Evans. If, if he's in the game, you're not having to run the quarterback draws. You're just interchanging Quinshawn right. and, and Evans. Um, and but you're right though, big time make big time players in big games. You know, I thought, um, oh, go ahead, my I, bad. I thought, I thought as a whole, you know, the receiving core played very well throughout the course of the game. But you know, there are moments in those big games at those times you need somebody to step up and make a play. But it's not to me, it's not on the receivers, it's on the whole entire offense as a whole. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, Evans was the key in those moments because he was unable to play. I'm shocked though, Brad. Um, by um Bentley because I watched his highlights when he first got him or heard about him. And like when you watch his highlight, man, he electric. Like that dude has moves like crazy. And I kind of do my homework. And I was I'm shocked that he's not able to show that. I'm it must be an injury or something that's going on that I don't know about or something. Cause I expected him to do what Jenkins is doing, honestly. But I'm happy that it is Jenkins because Jenkins, man, he just looks like a great kid. I haven't met him, but it just you know I'm glad what's happening for him. But we got to have a second back. The way that offense runs, you got to have a second back. And Evans is the key if Bentley can't come along and do whatever we need him to do, um, barring injury or whatever's going on with him. Yeah, I mean, it, there was no second back. I mean, it makes you wonder, is there is there more of an injury? You know, guys, you know that uh, Ulysses Bentley had the hand injury, the thumb injury. And he actually played some earlier in the, earlier in the year right? Uh, and looked pretty good. But once he had the thumb injury, we just have not seen him. We saw him – uh, if you'll remember earlier in the game when they threw the halfback, you know, pass, you know, Bentley yeah. was the guy going down the field. So he was in the game. But uh, apparently Lane just did not feel comfortable putting him in uh, at that moment. Secondly, we have not seen uh, Kentrell Bullock. Uh, we thought we may see Kentrell just a little bit. Um, but obviously, Lane felt like that that was uh, where he wanted to go, the direction he wanted to go with the quarterback draws. And, 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 and you know, we're not going to know exactly, but 
We don't know if those were actually called draws or if that was a uh, audible at the line of scrimmage that Jackson did. All we know is that Alabama was bringing all the pressure it could and uh, locking down the receivers. But I thought Jackson's throw on fourth down to Domingo was a really good throw. I, I thought, you know, Jonathan maybe a lit up just a little bit there at the end. Uh, I don't know if he, he you know, if he, he didn't get enough separation. But, um, you know, it was just – it's crunch time, Mike. It's crunch time, and you got you got to find ways to make plays. And, and Ole Miss made a ton of plays, but they just couldn't get it done there in the end. You know, if you break down, in my opinion, that, that final throw to Mingo in the end zone, listen, that – look, this, this is post-game, right? This is post-game, yeah. and we're sitting here saying if the throw was this way, if he would have came this way. But I would think that Shea would agree with me on this. On that play, right, you want that ball up a little bit, up a little bit more, right, because you had a safety over the top, corner of the knee, they were bracketing him. If he gets that ball up, then you really give him a chance to make a play on that ball. That ball, knowing the way, you know, Mingo was running the route, when I kind of look at it, he was running. If the ball was maybe one way, he could have tried to break down and across his face, right, right, on the other side of the, the defender, on the on – the, inside of the defender but on that play I think you would really want that ball up so you can either make a play on it catch the ball or you get a PI uh but kind of overthrowing that ball a little bit that was really tough for him to get to was that against number 14 branch I think so I, th I think it was think so branch. Shay I'm not I can't remember for sure but but I, I'm not I sure I think it is he uh he very impressive to me you know he he played very well he made a bunch of timely I mean great tackles um, and I think that was him on fourth down. <clears throat> Mingo didn't get the separation that I thought he would. I think they kind of knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. I need to watch it again. I think they ran stick nine is what I think they ran. And I'm with Mike, too. Um, I wish um, – I think if Dart could take the pass back, I think he would probably throw it higher to give his guy a chance to catch it, which same thing as Mike is saying coming from a receiver standpoint. But you never know what's going on, you know, in the pocket and, and what he felt and what he seen. You know, he did what he thought would work at the time. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, you know – um. Like I said in the beginning, man, I'm I'm proud of how hard they played and and showing everybody like, look, we got just as much talent as Bama. Actually, I think we were the more talented team, honestly, in that game. Mike, how how important is it for Ole Miss right now playing without a target wide receiver? I'm sorry, a tight end. It feels like this offense could really benefit, specifically in the red zone, <laughs> with a versatile tight end making uh, pass catches across the middle, and and it just doesn't feel like this team has that. We don't. We don't have a, the tight end right now that we that we need. Trigg is injured. Obviously, he dressed out for this past game, but he didn't play. But it makes it, it makes a difference in the game and just creating different match uh, mismatches, keeping different personnel on the field. You know, uh, as we saw, they had Mingo lining up in some tight end positions. He was in, uh, he was lined up in the back, not in the backfield, but he was lining up. It's more of an he H lined back up in the backfield. Okay, he lined up in the backfield and lined up as an H back. So H -back, it makes yeah. it, it makes a difference, right? We. I, I I don't I don't know what is going on with the injury, um, but I would say that coming in the portal next year, uh, and I hope and I and I hope that Lane is there next year. But uh, in the portal next year, we need to get a tight end. Man, he gonna be there. What you mean? <clears throat> we'll get we'll get to that at the end of the show. <laughs> I got you. Um, yeah, I think the same, man. But I mean, we got a tight end. I like Casey. But I think um, Coach May lost a little confidence in him, you know, with a couple of drop timely, drop timely, um, missed um, blocks and stuff. So you probably lost a little confidence in him. I think the kid can actually play. I think him and Trigg is not that far from each other, even though I think Tr uh, Trigg is a 
close to a generational talent from what I've seen from his um, clips from high school, even playing basketball. You know, I really go do my research to find out about the player, you know, basketball, how Dominic was, how Dominic is their receiver. And just from being a coach, man, teams don't like to cover tight ends. And when you can throw it over the middle of the field into a big body that can box people out and make um, tough catches, that kid can run, that kid can jump. So, yeah, I think we are missing that element. I think that will um, help us when our other back is not in, <clears throat> without, when we don't have both our backs on. Um, just having a big guy over the middle, man, it just it just makes it easy. I was a quarterback growing up um, in high school, too. So um, I, I definitely think that will help Trig, And then I think they're best friends also. So, yeah, I think we are missing that in the offense. And I think it's more of losing confidence in the other one and not expecting it out of him anymore than him can't do it, which is, which is Casey. Mike, you try not to let this game beat you twice. I thought Lane did a great job after the LSU game by not allowing that game to beat you twice. Came out, played well against Texas A&M. Uh, and what – I want to go back to one thing that you said. I thought a key component during the Alabama game is that Lane likes to keep that two-score separation. And against Texas A&M, he had Zach Evans. He could plug in when Quinshawn Juckins kind of, you know, wind, got winded in the second half. He didn't have that against Alabama. And he didn't have that two-score separation that, that he had against Texas A&M, which makes you wonder, you know, number one, hindsight's twenty twenty. Do you kick the extra, do you kick the field goal there on the first drive? You know, two years ago, uh, coming away with no points after the first drive, uh, Lane elects to stick with the analytics and go for it. I, I'm not really bogged down in the fact that he didn't get it. At the end of the game, you got a chance to win. That's all you can do. For this team not to allow it to beat itself twice, you go on the road to a hospital <clears> in <throat> Arkansas, a team that, quite frankly, gentlemen, is not very good. Um, they've got K.J. Jefferson, and that's about it. They've got Rocket Sanders, a great running back. They have no essential, you know, any eye-popping wide receivers. The offensive line's a mess. Defense has played pretty good with bumper pool. Uh, and, you know, it's a team to where if Ole Miss goes and, and does what it should, they should win the game. Mike, what are you kind of expecting in Fayetteville on Saturday? A very cold day. It's going to be very unorthodox for a lot of areas for this Ole Miss offense and defense. You know, if I if I just look at the games and I look at the season throughout, right, this is a real statement game. And here's what I mean by that. You you have two tough losses, right, to LSU and to an Alabama <laughs> I think if you look at Ole Miss throughout its history, um, sometimes we have won games that we weren't supposed to win and we've lost games that we were supposed to win, right? It's like, is this program really at that next level, at that next step? Can we come off of a tough Alabama loss and, and take care of business, business as usual? Are we that type of program? Look, it's going to be cold. Um, we have the advantage of being a very good rushing team that works in our favor. And like you said, our defense is playing, our defense is playing very good. But like we said last week, we said the key to that game was keeping uh, Bryce in the pocket. So once he gets out of the pocket, he starts to make his magic happen and he puts the team on his back. KJ Jefferson is good, but to me, that's, they're, they're different quarterbacks. If our defense plays, very similar, a little bit better than what they did. We're able to rush the ball very well. We'll come away with a win, even in those that weather condition. And, Shay, you know, you've played in games where the weather is not ideal. Uh, what are you kind of expecting in Fayetteville? Um, I'm more of a show-me guy. You know, I'm more of a um, – <clears throat> we still have question marks. Like Mike said, where is this program really at? You know, we have, we've only lost two games. We're at the top of the SEC for the most part. Um. 
a game like this really tells you about your team. Like, Coach, I keep reiterating about the pro mindset. Um, can you throw that game in the trash <clears throat> and um, be ready for the next game? Um, cold weather always bothered me, I have to be honest. I hated playing in cold weather, but um, I knew I had to do what I had to do. And we all, most of the time, especially my junior senior, we won those games. So this is a, 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 um, a question mark. For me, you know, a question mark game, like, hey, what are y'all going to do? Me, personally, I think they will come out and do what they need to do, you know, <clears throat> being able to rely on the run game, you know, and um, being able to rely on the run game and our defense is playing well. Going back to last last week, I said against L – not LSU, against Alabama, we would have to play more four-man fronts. I'm going to go back and look at it, but from what I've seen from the stands, I think it was in more four-man fronts. Now our regular defense matches up better with Arkansas. <clears throat> they want to throw it around, the, you know, they want to throw it around the yard. They're going to run the ball. They're going to do mo mo basically what we do. But that three safety defense is more built to stop this type of offense that we're going to play. KJ can take control of a game because he's, he's, he's cold. He beat. Nobody want to tackle 245, 250-pound uh, running running back, basically. So it could play in their favor, man. We got to come out and handle business. They're not a bad team. Um, they got a great coordinator. I um, watched some of the stuff that they do. Um, got a, a really good quarterback. As you said, the running back, I haven't noticed that yet. I haven't watched them fully, but just knowing KJ and I always watch him because, you know, he's from Mississippi and I kind of had somewhat of a relationship with him, went down there and spoke to him. So I always try to watch them. Um, I know they got Jordan Hazelwood from Oklahoma. I remember he went there. Right. I don't know how he's doing. I think he's doing marginal, not marginal. He's doing a little better than marginal, but he's not eye-popping like you said. So at the end of the day, man, I think it's it's a pretty much even match as far as schematics, but I feel like overall we got the better players. And if we do what we're supposed to do and not allow the cold or, hey, we lost last game to get to us, I think we'll take care of business and um, we'll move forward. You know, there's still a lot of stake. There's still yeah. a lot of stake. There is. And, and you know, Mike, looking at this game and looking at the situation at hand with, with – there's a lot of talk right now with Lane Kiffin as head coach. And there's a lot of talk about uh, Auburn making him their number one choice to be their head coach. You know, everybody's heard about the advantages of staying at Ole Miss versus the advantages of going to Auburn, vice versa. At the end of the day, Mike, how do you block all that noise out? I mean, these players understand. They read social media. They understand that their coach is being courted by other players, I mean, other programs. You know, Mike, how, how do you deal with that from a player standpoint in regards to blocking it out and going and doing their job? I mean, listen, I understand at the end of the day, players are people with, with feelings and emotions, and, and they see things maybe one way or less or right. But at the end of the day, from a football standpoint, obviously there's the academics and moving on in life and progressing and getting the job and the career that you want. But on the football field, I would probably say all of these players want to play at the next level, right? So I think a way that you can block it out is playing sound assignment football and doing your job, locking in and controlling what you can control, going out there, running your route to the best of your ability, uh, uh, making your block to the best of your ability. And, um, all the outside noise to a to a degree is irrelevant once you get in between those lines. And that's what you have to focus on. Like Jonathan Mingo, he has two regular – Malik Heath, they have two regular season games left. And then they obviously have the bowl and the whatever, and the senior bowl, uh, uh, NFL, PA bowl, all of that. They have that to make their mark for the scouts at the next level, right? So if I'm a player, if I'm one of them, I'm saying, you know what, I want to help this team win. I want us to, to maximize our opportunities and get what we can possibly get, however top high that is. And I'm going to go out there and do my job 
to the best of my ability because that's my family, that's my livelihood, that's my success. So I think there are a lot of elements that if you really look at it as a player, it'll help you go out there and perform uh, despite the noise. Yeah, Shay, kind of the same thing to you. You know, I thought Mike put it into perspective really well, specifically in the world we're living in with the NIL, the players looking out for themselves much more than they have in the past, understanding their futures. Um, I think more than anything, how do you keep from losing to Alabama twice? And two, how do you think the players blocking out the noise? And, you know, for the most part, assistant coaches and the kind of everybody revolving around the program. Yeah, when you put yourself in those shoes, man, you got to think, like, what what do you do? You know, I've never been through it personally. You know, <clears throat> our coach, you know, getting fired, but not getting courted away to somewhere to um another school. So I can imagine that's super tough, man. It's super tough. Like, you know, as a, as a coach, as assistant coach, you don't know, you know, he may leave and he may not bring me. You know, he may leave. I'm going to pick up my family and go. You know, it's a lot of it's multiple things going on and <clears throat> going on and having to uh, really, really focus. You know, I, I, I tell people I don't get a lot of things done in a day because I'm focusing on too many things. And that's what could happen there. But um, ultimately, man, it goes back to the same thing. Pro mindset. Hey, whatever. What can you control? I always think when it get chaotic, what can you control? If you start only thinking what you can control, it'll narrow it down what you're having to think about. You know, a lot of things that we worry about is something we can't even do anything about. We just hoping that it goes our way, you know. So, um, <clears throat> like I say, experience wise, I've never felt it, never went through it. But just outside looking in, man, it's pro mindset. Hey, we got a task at hand. This is what we need to focus on. This is what we can change. I mean, this is what we can um, make a difference in. This is what we can control right here. The next game, the next play, you know, and all, all things of that nature. And as far as um, Coach Kiffin, I don't know, man. He, I know his head probably going everywhere. And um. But from me, man, I hope he doesn't leave. I hope it's someone else um, not to start over and trying to do the same thing at Auburn, man. It may take longer. You never know how this stuff will go. So I think he's at a great spot. Um, we He's asked for different, uh, better facilities and things of, to match LSU and Alabama. We get no. So I don't I don't see any reason to leave. And he's making great money. Um, he's at the top echelon of um, salary. So, I mean, I don't see a reason to leave. And I don't see – and I think the guy just got to control that control, put on the pro mindset. And let, me, and let me just piggyback real quick off something that Shay said. Like, I, I've never been in a situation uh, on a team that where we have had great success and and it's a possibility that our head coach is not going to be there the next year. I've been in situations where with Cutcliffe, you know, we had a, a great season. And then the first post-Eli era, um, the post-Eli post era, our season was so great. Man, it's tough. But at the same time, this program is in a really good place. It's in a really good place. And Lane Kiffin is the, the driving that program to a great success. I want to see him continue that to where we get to these games and we're not talking about we lost to LSU or we lost to Alabama. We're just continuing to roll. And, Shay, if you'll remember back uh, 2000, I want to say 2008, that was the last time Ole Miss won in Fayetteville. And I think that was – was that your senior year? Oh, uh, it's my junior year. Junior year. Well, that's the same year that you made the play against Florida. And if you'll remember, right. uh, back then that was Houston Nuts' first return trip to right. Arkansas after being head coach at Ole Miss. And also, you'll remember, uh, Ole Miss didn't lose a game after winning that game in Fayetteville. Y'all would go on and win out and win the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma right. State. Uh, but that was a long <laughs> time ago. And that was the last time Ole Miss won in Fayetteville. 
what do you kind of remember about that game, and what do you what are some of your memories against playing Arkansas during your career at Ole Miss? Well, I'll start with that one. Uh, my junior year, I remember Mike Wallace went crazy. He had like a bunch of return yards and had like over 100 yards receiving. And I think he had something else, maybe a punt, some punt return yards. He had a crazy total yards per in that game, like total yards. It was, it was crazy. <clears throat> um, I remember that game too, you know, catching a slant for a touchdown, getting hit in my back and almost breaking it. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. Um, but Early on, you know, my freshman year, my sophomore year, man, they blasted us. I think they beat us as worse than we ever got beat because we didn't it started really started in nothing. I think it was actually another. My sophomore year was worse, I think, wasn't it? I can't remember, like 44 to 8. It, it was it was bad. It was bad. So, you know, um, I always have a funny taste in my mouth when we play um Arkansas, man. We don't always play them well. <clears throat> but my junior and senior year, we did, and it came down to the wire. I think both games did it, if I'm not mistaken. I think it did. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, but ultimately, overall, man, I think we don't play them. I think they fit in the mode of Vanderbilt to me. Like, they always play us tough for some reason. Yeah. Like, that year we should have went to the um, playoffs, I felt like, if I remember right. They throw the ball back and all this other stuff. I was at that game, and I was like, I watched it and said, ain't no way that happened. You know, yeah. so that does scare me when I'm looking at this team. Like, man, they got some magic against us. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to try not to be superstitious, and I'm going to look at it as, man, we're a better team, and we're going to handle business this year. But – I have to say, over the years, man, they play us tough just like Vanderbilt does, and actually have our number unlike Vanderbilt. Oh, we could, yeah, we could talk all day about the crazy seven overtime game. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, between that game, between last year's game, two point conversion, between the game, Shay, your junior year, whenever Arkansas had an onside kick and they got it, and they had a defensive pass interference call on Ole Miss. It was kind of a, you know, kind of a we don't, we're not really sure. Uh, anyway, win in Ole Miss's favor, but then you start talking about the Hunter Henry heave over his head back in 2014. Wow. There's been some crazy Ole Miss Arkansas games, Mike, and I, I'm not going to talk about that game. You're welcome to talk about it. The the seven overtime game. I think you were a part of that. No, yes. So so okay. My my biggest memory uh, about that seven over overtime game was I was a true freshman at that time, and I was redshirted. I was dressed out on the sideline, all of that, you know, eager to play. But uh, my boy Spurlock had to use the bathroom, man, and and like really bad in the third in the third quarter, right? So I was standing beside him. We had to sit through the seven overtimes. That game was insane and it was crazy. Alex was Alex Jones, right? Right, no, Matt, Jones, uh, Matt Jones, Matt Jones, Jones. Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I remember the most from those those games. Matt Jones was such an incredible athlete playing yeah. at the quarterback position. Uh, I mean, just dynamic. <clears throat> then our sophomore year when um, they came to us and we beat them in 03 was great. But, like, I hate playing in that stadium. It's a weird stadium, uh, weird atmosphere. It was kind of like a bubble. It's like it was it was weird, man, the way the, it was bowled out. But, like, it was like they were going more that way than up. I don't know. That's how I remember it. That's how I describe it. But Face. Yeah, but but I hated playing in, in Fayetteville, man. And like like Shay said, whenever we play him, I get kind of a like, I don't know, but we're gonna win this one for sure. Yeah, it's it's a long way to the hill, as they like to call it. Uh up the pig trail. When you get to Fort Smith, you have to take a ride. It's a good seven hour drive. It's a long way. There won't be a there won't be a lot of Ole Miss fans I don't expect to go up there. It's just a different world. And Shay, kind of what are your final thoughts on what you're kind of expecting on Saturday? You think the reps can come away with a win? And I got two different thought processes. One of them, <clears throat> I feel like Arkansas are going to lay down. You know, I feel like they've 
from the little bit I've seen, I feel like they may not play hard either. You know, they not either, but they may not play hard. But then on the flip side, I look at it like, man, they might come out there and play with everything in them. Cause I feel like they have a great coach. I feel like he's going to let them know they got a lot at stake to play for. And um, also can spoil it for us to, for going to a bigger bowl or whatever yeah, else yeah. that may be in store for us. So <clears throat> using those mo uh, motivating factors could be huge for them. But um, ultimately, I think we're going to come out with the win. And I honestly, I hate to say this, but I really think it's going to be a bigger gap than what we think. I think we probably win by like 14, honestly. But um, don't quote me. <laughs> And, and, and as, you, as you guys both know, uh, Mississippi State is the final game. It's a big game for both programs this year. Mississippi State, of course, under Mike Leach is 0-2 against, against Ole Miss. They're looking for that first win. Uh, they've got Middle Tennessee State at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Ole Miss has Arkansas at 6. So Mississippi State's got a much easier opponent, and they've got a lot of wiggle room there to get ready for that next game on that short, short week as the Rebels and the Bulldogs are on Thursday night. And uh, it's going to be a tough one. But the Rebels have the Razorbacks in front of them. And uh, we look forward to talking with everybody after uh, the game. Now, it, since it's a Thursday night game, gentlemen, we'll record early. And then hopefully we'll release around Tuesday of next week to make sure everybody gets a chance to get a preview of the Egg Bowl. And hopefully recapping a big win over Arkansas and running their record to 9-2. and two. It's incredible what this team has done. We're grateful for our sponsor today, Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Be sure and log on to betonline.ag. Use that 50% welcome bonus on your very first sports bet at BLEAV. That's BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on that very first sports bet. Bet Online, where the game starts. For Mike Espy and Shea Hodge, Brad Logan saying so long. We'll talk to you next week. It's Ole Miss in Arkansas. And then it's Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Rebels hope to run their records to 2-0 and over the next couple of weeks. Look forward to talking with you next week. Howdy, Toddy. Howdy, Toddy. And thanks once again to Mike Espy and Shea Hodge for joining us here on the Mike and Shea Show, a part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Ole Miss and Arkansas 630 SEC Network. You can listen to all the action, of course, to the Ole Miss Radio Network. Brett Norsworthy, Gary Darby will have the pregame show starting at 4.30. They'll get you into kickoff to, uh, on Saturday. It'll be John Darnell from the sideline and, of course, in the booth. Voice of the Rebels, David Kellum alongside Harry Harrison. And uh, excited to hear the call. And also watch it. The crew of the SEC Network, the weekend crew will be there. Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and Cole Kublik will have sideline duties. So it's Ole Miss and Arkansas. A lot of stuff going on right now in regards to Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin. Auburn, you just hope the team can kind of come together and uh, block out all the noise. We, we've heard so much as a, a collective media group and, and all points in between about the pro mindset that, that Lane Kiffin talks about. They'll need that in Arkansas. Obviously, the number's not in their favor, but I think Ole Miss is talented essentially in every position. K.J. Jefferson will play. Everything that we've, we've heard from the, the media in northwest Arkansas is that the Sardis, Mississippi, North Panola High School product will play. He's banged up. He's got that right shoulder injury. But look, Ole Miss needs to go in and do what it needs to do, play its brand of football. Quinson Juckins running the football and uh, do what it needs to do, play good defense and get out with a win and come home and face a Mississippi State team. And, and we'll have more next week about them. But they're playing a middle-of-the-road FCS team. They'll be able to rest a lot of players. And their game also be over around 3 o'clock where Ole Miss will not start. So there's that extra recovery time for Ole Miss. But it's Ole Miss and Arkansas. That's the next team. And it's an opportunity to go to 10 wins. Thanks, everybody, once again for downloading and listening to podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Google Play. And remember, use that YouTube channel and watch the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. 
on the Believe Network via YouTube with Mike and Shay. That comes to you every single week here on the Believe It On Miss Network. We are growing each week, and it's because of you, and we're grateful for that. Thank you once again for all of you for listening. Right here on the Believe It On Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. We'll talk to you later on the week. Alyssa Orange, who covers the Arkansas Razorbacks, will join us tomorrow as we preview the Arkansas Razorbacks right here on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.